Good afternoon, it's June 7th, 2022, and this is To My Liberal Friends. How many Democrats do you know that think that losing the House and Senate would be a good thing for their party? Well, that's an interesting question, and one that I have not really thought about much, but it seems that some liberals think this is the key to Democrats winning the White House in 2024. Yesterday in the Washington Post, an op-ed was written by Matt Bai, and this is the theme of his piece. He starts out by stating that every poll cannot be wrong, and the Democrats are in for a shellacking in the midterms. According to Mr. Bai, a liberal, Democrats will lose the House of Representatives and possibly the Senate. He then launches into a long diatribe about why this is a good thing for Democrats by using the same tired logic that so many Democrats like to use when losing. He defames Republicans, and he states, quote, These aren't the conservative revolutionaries of 1994 or even Tea Party types of 2010. This is the mutant gene version of a Republican uprising, a full-on, crazy-eyed, dystopian movement of conspiracists and authoritarians, end quote. And of course, he quotes Marjorie Taylor Greene, who in my opinion is a certified nutcase, as someone who is somehow viewed as a leader in the Republican Party. She's on the outside fringe of the party and has been forever, and she has no more influence on Republican policies than Nancy Pelosi. But this is his premise that the far right wing of the Republican Party will dominate and that will convince the voters to turn their back on Republicans and turn back to Democrats and wait for it, allow Joe Biden to coast to victory in his bid for a second term in 2024. About the only thing I found honest in this rant was that a Republican majority in Congress would allow Joe Biden to pivot out of Bill Clinton in 1994 when he lost to Congress and govern more from the middle. He goes on to say that many of the White House staff would view this as a positive because they could manage the president much more effectively. Of course, they don't ever verbalize this. They just think it. On that, he's probably correct because it would free Biden from having to appease the progressive caucus in the House, and he could ignore the likes of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren in the Senate. But his first mistake was thinking that Joe Biden will be in a position to run again in 2024. Now, I know that Biden says he intends to run, but what do you expect him to say? If he were to announce that he was not running, he would be immediate become a lame duck in office. Nobody, not Democrats or Republicans, would care what he said or thought. But not even my most ardent Democratic friends think he will be in a position to run. He will be past the age of 80. And if you think the signs of dementia are present today, just wait another two years. I suspect that by then, even the use of cue cards, 5x7 note cards, a teleprompter, and the daily corrections of the White House staff will be unable to make him look like he's lucid and in charge. But here's where Mr. Bai, he misjudges Republicans. Right now, Biden and his administration are wallowing in low poll numbers, and the public is just fed up with their inaction. Gas prices go up not weekly, but every day. And that affects every working American. The border is out of control, and the current caravan of 15,000 immigrants are marching to the border demanding that Joe Biden keep his promise and let them enter the United States. So Republicans are putting together an agenda that will appeal to the American voters, and perhaps having a split government would not be a bad thing because it would force both sides to negotiate in good faith with each other. There'll be no attempts to use the reconciliation process to pass massive spending bills. We will go back to regular order where bills are introduced, referred to committees, hearings held, markups, and then floor votes with amendments actually standing a chance to be adopted. Mr. Bayer forgets this is exactly what happened with Bill Clinton when he and Newt Gingrich were able to pass legislation such as welfare reform. 
We have already seen Joe Biden tip his hand on his strategy. It is blame everyone else for the nation's problems and ask, quote, where, what are the Republicans for, end quote. But they have already started getting ready for this fight. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy launched a process dubbed Commitment to America to give the GOP answers that will make Mr. Biden regret his question. Mr. McCarthy appointed seven task forces to craft a 2023 legislative agenda that could also serve as a 2022 campaign platform. These task forces are developing a proposal on jobs, on the economy, big tech, American freedoms, energy, climate, and conservation, national security, health care, and even China. As part of commitment to America, Mr. McCarthy sees legislation coming from the bottom up with congressional committees crafting bills rather than top down as Speaker Pelosi did with Build Back Better. Mrs. Pelosi and a few key lieutenants wrote the massive blob of a bill, then dumped it on the House floor rather than moving small pieces of legislation written and discussed publicly by a relevant committee before the whole thing hits center stage. Republicans expect to, as I've mentioned, go back to regular order with well-written and debated pieces of legislation. They're actively talking about a more bipartisan approach to solving the nation's problems. Mr. McCarthy was right to include issues Republicans generally don't raise, for example, health care, climate, and conservation. And he's led his conference to grab hold of new issues as they emerge, such as offering a parental bill of rights in response to resistance by teachers' unions and school districts to return to pre-pandemic normalcy. All of these are designed to appeal to not just the base of the Republican Party, but the independents and swing vote Democrats. And this is where Mr. Bai fails to take off his dark blue goggles. He acts like the Republican Party is full of extremists, but he never mentions the nutcases on the far left that have turned so much of the American electorate off. He doesn't seem to see that members like AOC, Maxine Waters, Ilhan Omar, and others will be reduced to the minority and no longer be able to command the microphone. I say, bring on this split government. Let Joe Biden and his staff try to actually work with Republicans, and perhaps we might even get some things done that benefit the American public. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.